Well, I did something this past week that I don't think I've ever done in my life. Though I was probably told to do it by a teacher, but I know for sure I've never done it. I um, was thinking about the about Independence Day and and what it's about and things that happened, and so I thought I should read the Declaration of Independence. How many of you have read the Declaration of Independence? Well, good for you. And then after I finished reading the Declaration of Independence and found out some interesting things, I decided, well, if I'm going to read the Declaration of Independence, I should read the Constitution. So I read the Constitution. And one thing I learned that our church's Constitution is a whole lot shorter than the other one for our nation, and thankfully so. So I read the Constitution from top to bottom and again learned some things that I didn't know. And I thought if I read the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, I should read the Bill of Rights. So I read the Bill of Rights. Something that I should have done a long time ago as a citizen of this great country, but I just confess to you, I didn't do it. But I'm sure there was a high school teacher somewhere that I was supposed to read that and get tested on it. That's probably why I flunked U.S. history. Um, but, you know, I, I thought about what it is to be American, the blessings we have for living in the United States. And as I read through those documents, I, 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 re, I was reminded, it brought to, uh, to me the... Um, one of the most cherished aspects of being an American. And that um, cherished aspect is our freedoms that we enjoy. Uh, the Bill of Rights, written way back in um, 1790, 1791, somewhere in there, um, says this about our freedoms. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right for people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Those are the freedoms that are declared to us that we enjoy as being Americans, that we hold to, that we receive and cherish. These freedoms are good. They are a blessing to us when we experience them, when we uphold them as a nation. But I want to share with you something that we sang about a couple times already today is that there is a deeper freedom that we should cherish much more than what we cherish in the Bill of Rights. We know that the Bill of Rights will not last into eternity. You, you understand that. It is a human-designed document that will... Um, 
fade away when Jesus comes. The good news is that we have before us a document, a book that shall never fade away. Its truth shall last forever. And it teaches us of a deeper freedom. It comes not just from the nation we happen to live in, but from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. It is one of the blessings of being his children. It's one of the blessings of being part of the kingdom. It's that freedom that we have in Jesus that changes us, that makes us feel secure and gives us joy. If you have a portion or your, if you have your Bible, I was going to whatever form it comes in. Um, I invite you to turn to John's Gospel, the eighth chapter, starting at verse 31. John 8, 31. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are the offsprings of Abraham. We have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham. And yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father and you do not, you have not, you do not, excuse me, and you do what you have heard from your father. Freedom, true, everlasting freedom comes from being Christ's follower, his disciple, the one who has surrendered his life, her life, to Jesus the Lord. Now, notice what it's, I want, first thing I want us to do is that look at verse 33. He has talked about being set free, and then those around him answered him and said, we are the offspring of Abraham and we have never been enslaved to anyone. Boy, did these people have short memory. Seems to me there was um, mm, a long time in the land called Egypt where they were slaves. Last summer you... Um, you, were, you walked through God's word together in the book of Judges. 
And no less than seven times where the children of Israel enslaved and needed a savior to come and get them out of that trouble. Further on down the road, uh, we have the ten uh, northern tribes of Israel taken into Assyrian captivity. They were slaves. Then we have the two southern tribes taken into slavery by Babylonia, Babylon. And let's not forget Rome. They have been slaves. They just forgot that. But let's not put all the blame on Israel and their shortness of memory for Jesus says in verse 34, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. We have all been, may dare I say, we all are sinners. Remember what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans uh, in chapter 3, um, verse 23, he says, for most people have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Now is about the time you stand up and say, Pastor, that is not what the Word of God says. You're going to trust me always? No, it doesn't say some people sin. It says you have all fallen. We have all fallen. We have all sinned and not measured up to God's glory, God's standards. We are all slaves. But Jesus gives us hope in the midst of those, in the midst of that truth of being a sinner. He says, you are my disciples, verse 31, you are my disciples if you abide in my word. If you abide in my word. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We, there's some interesting things about the word here. We know from John chapter 1, the beginning of John's gospel, that the word is Jesus, or Jesus is the word. He is the living word. He is the word that was from the beginning. He was the word that is God. We are to let him abide in us. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. And yet Jesus says, let not only himself abide in you, but his word, his spoken word abide in you. John chapter 15, he deals with it over and over again about letting his word abide in us. Let him abide in us as we abide in him. So the, the word itself, the written word or the word being Jesus or the word that is the truth or the word or the truth that is Jesus, we need to have ab abiding in our lives. We need to abide in it. And as we abide in Jesus and his word, we will be set free. Real freedom. 
freedom from the consequences of sin. That's a good news moment, friends. As we follow Jesus, we are not held in judgment for our sins. That's, that's the gospel. That's good news. That's supposed to bring a smile to your face, but I'm not sensing it right now. There are too many of you doing this and having this on your face. Friends, this is good news. Your sins have been forgiven. You get to go to heaven someday because of Jesus' atoning death on the cross. That is good news. You will be and are set free. Good news. But we are not given freedom just to be free. With freedom comes responsibility. The same is it's true as we are in Americans. We have freedom that we read about in the Bill of Rights, but with that freedom comes responsibility. We need to live out the realities of that freedom. And the same is true with the freedom that we receive from Jesus. Take your scriptures and turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 1. We're not going to read the whole passage. We're going to read the first and the last part of the passage. The Apostle Paul writing to the church in Galatia who was having lots of hard time figuring out what it is to be a follower of Jesus, what they need to do as Christ's disciples. Verse Chapter 5, verse 1. For freedom... Christ has set you free. Sounds redundant, but Christ has set us free for a reason. It's for freedom's sake. It carries responsibilities. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Essentially, the Apostle Paul is looking back, um, could be looking back to John's Gospel where it says that we... um, are sinners, we are slaves to sin, but Jesus sets us free from that through his death and resurrection. And the Apostle Paul says, therefore, don't go back to that. Don't go back to slavery. Don't go back to Egypt. Live as such a life before God that you don't have to worry about captivity from the Assyrians or the Babylonians. Don't go back there. Because Christ has set you free for a reason. Drop down to verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh... But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in this one word, you shall love the neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. 
We have been set free, but set free for a reason. Christ has not set us free and redeemed us so that we can go back and do the same things that are sin. I'm sure um, a lot of people, maybe including some of you, have uh, taken advantage of grace. I know I have. My sins are forgiven, and since my sins are forgiven, I really don't have to worry about this little sin that I'm going to commit because my sins are forgiven, so I go ahead and do it. I take advantage of God's grace. The scriptures tell us here is that we don't use freedom for an opportunity for the flesh, but yet we use freedom, the freedom we have in Jesus, so that we will love one another. You have been set free. You have set, be set free to experience the love of Jesus. And let's remember that today. Jesus is madly in love with you. He is crazy in love with you. He is excited to see you. There is nothing you can really do that will stop Jesus from loving you. And the freedom he gives us as we surrender our lives to him allows us to experience that love in its fullness. And because we experience that love in that fullness, we are to love one another out of the freedom that is ours. The purpose of freedom is to love. To love God, to love each other. Therefore, let me end with these couple thoughts of maybe helping us to um, put feet to God's freedom in us. If you are free to come before the Lord in Christ, then use that freedom to pray. Prayer is a gift. We get to come before the Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all the stars, the creator of you, you get to come before him. There's a freedom to do that. We don't have to cower. We are invited, and therefore, I encourage you to use that freedom to, to pray, to talk to God, to give him praise, to pray for one another. If you have been given freedom of time, you actually have a little bit of time that you can use the way you want to use it, then I would encourage you to spend time with the lonely. People who sit in time and nobody talks to them, nobody comes around to visit them, they are lonely. And if God has given you a little bit of time, some freedom of time that you can choose what you're going to do with it, 
I encourage you to spend time with the lonely. If you are, have been blessed with the freedom from debt, God has given you a little extra blessing, a little extra room. I encourage you to share that freedom with others. Those who are in need of a, a meal or a missionary that needs to be supported. If God has freed you up from having to live from paycheck to paycheck, God has given you a little bit more than you need. I encourage you to share that freedom with others. If you have the freedom that comes from good health, you're able to move around, you're able to breathe, you're able to eat, then I would encourage you to um, help others who are suffering, who can't get around as well, who are broken in body or in spirit. You have been blessed to be a blessing. That's been God's one of God's covenant promises from the beginning to Abraham that I will bless you so that you will be a blessing and that continues for us today. We have been blessed by God over and over and over and over and over again and he has given us that blessing so that we will be a blessing to others. We have been given freedom in so many areas by Jesus. We need to use that freedom to love one another. So as we celebrate the freedom that we have in America today, as we light those fireworks, as we enjoy that barbecue, as we gather with friends and family, let's not forget the freedom that is ours because of Jesus. You shall know the truth, and the truth, Jesus, shall set you free. Let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is BethesdaMB.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy, dot org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.